Let's pray. God, we ask you that this morning you speak to our hearts, open and just make us forget about all the needs and worries that we have this week or next week. Just let us just receive what you have for us. Let us understand your word and let us just see what you're telling us and what we need to do for your kingdom and for for you. We ask you that. Amen. Amen. So I think we're like a little bit have uh, some time because we did everything really quick and everything went well. So instead of preaching half an hour, I can preach an hour, right? No? <laughs> okay. It is good here in the last chapter of Jonah because you can see through all the um, weeks they have been talking about it, how he ran, how he he was okay since the beginning with that. He didn't want to do God, what God was telling him to do. So he was just trying to hide. And then it just amazed me that through all that, I don't think he was really scared about running. He was just going. When he was in the boat, he was like, hmm, yeah, it's me. You can just throw me, and then the storm is going to calm down, right? So he knew. But what I'm seeing here is that um, after he did all of that, tried to run, he went to Nineveh and just, he just do what God finally told him to do, right? So for me, it would be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm just going to forget about this and moving on. But this, this is not what Jonah did. What he did is he probably choose a play that can really see the city, like I'm going to go there. Going to sit down there and see what God is going to do to the city because I still don't trust the city. I still don't want them to be safe. That's probably what he was thinking. So he went, make whatever journey that he had to make to be able to see all the city because I don't think he was close enough. Because if God was going to do something, he didn't want to be that close, right? So. For me, it just how much work that this guy was doing just to deny what needed to be done. He was running, he was fleeing to like three times the distance, four times, and then he was falling by a well, a big fish, or and he didn't get it. He was like. No, I still believe they don't deserve to be safe. I was like, that's kind of rare after going through all that. And you are using the grace of God through all this, but you don't believe that somebody can use the same grace because you're so focused on yourself 
that you don't see more than that. And he even prayed to the Lord. And he told him, it is what I said. Like, how can you just pray like that? See, right there, he's using the grace that God gives him. Because he knows that the love is more than what we really feel that we deserve. But he wanted that just for, for himself because he just didn't believe that the city can change. Right? <clears throat> so, what is the difference for him to receive that grace but not to believe that somebody else can do it? I think that Jonah, he had a lot of knowledge about God, about how he is patient with people, about how he speaks to our hearts and the way that he has worked for us. But he was taking advantage of that. Maybe he was not caring about that. He was not seeing himself like he was doing that. But he was in a place that he was standing here, and everybody else was there, and they see, you're wrong, you're wrong. You can be safe, you can be safe. Why? Because he was a prophet? Because he was called to to serve, he felt like he was, he had the power to choose who he was gonna speak, who he was gonna tell God's grace, love, and mercy. Right? And that's not what God's called us to do. Even that he called Jonah, that's not what God called him to do. So if I put myself in his place, I will think that because what I know and how I feel about not trusting people or after they do me wrong. I'll, that's it. I don't want you. I don't trust you. And I want to speak to you. Which is understandable. But through the love of God, that change. Through the grace of God, that change. Why? Because we relied on him. Because as a humans, we have feelings. They can be good. They can be bad. Oh, a little bit of both, right? So the good part in this book is 
we're able to see how much patience, how much patience that God has for us. Not just for Jonah, but for us. Why is the reason? Because even Jonah says, I knew that you are a gracious, compassion, God, slow in anger, and abundance in love. A God who relents from sending calamity. He knew that. And yet, he was waiting for God to destroy the city. And this is, this is after, you know, he was just in the place to see. When he went and found a place to see the city, he said that after. So he knew all of that. But he was stubborn. He wanted to, to, to be a witness about what God was going to do to the city. Even he was so upset that he asked the Lord, Now, Lord, take my life, for it is better for me to die than live. How much, I mean, I was just wondering, how much anger did he have (laughs) to be able to, you know, ask the Lord, not just say it, ask the Lord. Why? I don't, I don't understand why is the reason that through all that, through all his journey and knowing why he still didn't want to believe that that city could be safe. <clears throat> so right here, just first, first time that he's mentioning about dying. and then the Lord said it is right for you to be angry that was the question so see right there Jonah is having an interaction with God through prayer whether he hear his voice or whether he would just know in his heart what God was telling him. So whether we feel sometimes angry towards somebody or angry towards something that is happening, we can have an interaction with God. We can pray and ask, why? What is the reason that this is happening? Why should I be the one doing it? The hard part is to listen because we always ask and we walk away because we don't want to listen what really needs to be done. And he made a shelter. So... How long did it take to make a shelter? Oh, that he was thinking 
that it was going to take a while for the city to be destroyed. It's not one, you know, it's not going to be quick. Or he was there until, uh, I'm going to be here until it happens. No matter where, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to see what happens to the city. So he made himself a shelter. So I have one slide for that that says, yeah, there. Yeah. So we can see right there what uh, that he made himself a shelter. For the sand, the weather, whatever that at that time was going on there, he wanted to be comfortable. So that's when I got focused. And I said, that's true. I mean, we can read this and say, oh, he was being stubborn. He was, you know, just waiting for that. But for me, what it got to me is that he made himself shelter. Why do you do that? To be comfortable. Right? And a shelter is not something that um, is going to be there, there forever. It's something that it will protect you for a period of time, and then you have to move on. But let's be honest. A lot of, uh, of us, we have shelters. And it's a good thing that we have that. The bad thing is about how did we use that? Did we use that to protect ourselves? To say, I'm comfortable enough that I don't need to step out of my comfort zone. I don't need to do that. You see somebody crossing by, it's like, oh, do uh, you want help here? Glass of water. Keep going. It's like, can I enter? Oh, no, this is, this is mine. You can build yours, but this is mine. I give you a glass of water. Move on. Somebody else cross. Again, pass by. You do the same, same, same. And then by the end of the day, like, oh, I did a good deed. I'm tired. You know what? I'm going to take a break tomorrow. I'm close. You create a safe place for you, but you don't realize that doing that, you're relying on that and not what in God. You can have your shelter, you can have your safe place. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you shouldn't. But you always have to remember that that's temporarily. It's not so you can just leave there. You can just make yourself really comfortable that you don't want to go out because you have shaved. If it rains, you're protected. You can make it like they say, homie, 
can bring your things, the things that you like here. You don't ever have to leave. Right? Especially these days, you can just go online, get your stuff, get your groceries. You don't ever have to leave your comfort zone. <laughs> we can have excuses whether I'm too busy working, I'm too busy studying, I'm this, that, I'm a parent, I'm, you know what? You can find things to do they will really help the church without having to spend that much time. You don't have to be, I'm not called to do that. Why? No, it's like, leave that to, to the pastors. Leave that to the worship leaders. Leave that to the, I just want to go and sit down. It's good. It is good, but if you want to do more, but you're afraid to step up. And then that should tell you that you really should do it. No matter how hard it is, how much scratching head you will do, ah, you know what? I need to go there, but the weather is not good, so I will wait until the weather is good. Now it's really sunny now, like nice. The sun is too too much for me right now. So I wait, I wait, I'm going to wait until a good day. It's too cold now. So we always have excuses. Jonah, he was just sitting there. He was sitting, talking to the Lord, waiting, waiting, and waiting. So I imagine that God say, okay. Okay, you can you build your shelter. I'm going to help you a little bit. So he grew this awesome <laughs> plan to make it better because that's what God does. He always makes it better. Right? I can imagine Jonah like, see, God is with me, see? Now, like, look at this. I love it. <laughs> so he was really comfortable there. What he didn't know is that God was going to use that to teach him a lesson. Now, how comfortable are you when you save place in your shelter? Are you going to wait until God gives you something that you're going to say, this is really good? Look what God is doing in my comfort zone, and I don't have to have hardships. I'm a good Christian. I go to church. I'm a good giver, and I'm really nice. That's all I need. Is it? Have you actually asked God, what do you want me to do? Or are you just going along for the ride? It's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
this is good, this is nice, nice people, really homie. I like how they preach. I like how the worship music is, and I like that sometimes we don't start on time. It's awesome. <laughs> right? What would be the difference <clears throat> if you actually ask God to t- tell you, to tell us what he wants to do, what we need to do for him? We always ask, I need this. When we're in a hardship, when we're in a hard time, we pray, Lord, help me. I need you right now. <clears throat> I need to feel your presence. <clears throat> when we're in a good place, we're like, we're doing good. We don't need actually to pray that much anymore because I know that God is with me because I'm doing great. You're comfortable. So that's when God... Send the worm. When he was really comfortable and happy. So for the next slide, I will ask, like, how long we have been there? We know how long Jonah was there. Just one night. That's all he needed. But how long have we been in our safe place. Maybe it's been too long that you forgot about when you create that space, when you create that, I go on Sundays, I do this, do that, I volunteer in this, this is my safe place. How long have we done that without asking ourselves, am I doing this? because it's easy for me, what I need to change in my life. Because what God is asking us, what God was asking him, is not just to to have that uh, love in the beginning. He did not like, you, you should love them and you should go and pray and, and tell them. He was like, go and tell them. This is, for me, this is the first lesson that I see that God is doing in Jonah's life to change his heart. Through all that, were consequences about what he was doing? So that's normal. This is something, a teachable moment for him. He felt good. He was happy. And when everything went down, he, he was, what happened? Where, where is my shelter? Nice shelter that... Why he started getting angry? <clears throat> so 
the worm eat all the plant, and you know what he was, what the reaction of Jonah was for the second time. He wanted to die, and he said, I would, it would be better for me to die than to live. Just because he was uncomfortable enough. How many of you guys have said that just because in your life is not comfortable? I'd rather die than to live. That's a prayer, not just saying it. <laughs> because that's what he was saying. I mean, he, right there is a conversation. It's not just he's just saying it, he's having a conversation with God, interaction. And you know, God has the power. So, okay, boom, you're done. So, we always think that prayer, and we had to go. Uh, we had done uh, our prayer series. We always think that prayer is just when you have problems, we have hardships, or when you're sending someone to do something new. But you need, we need to understand that prayer is a relationship with God. It's not just about a way to request or to obtain something for yourself. It's a relationship with God that if you don't have, it will be, for you, it will be good for you to start doing that. Because when you have that relationship with God, you will understand when God tells you, go there. I was like, actually, I don't want to go there. But if you tell me, okay, let's go. When you get there, you're going to find out, you know what? I love this. How come I didn't try this before? Hmm? And I, I, we all do that. I mean, just... That's an example, just, you know, food. Sometimes it's just, what is that? That looks, no, that doesn't look tasty, so no. But somebody begs you, like, it's really good, it's really good. It's like, uh, okay, I'll try a little bit. After that, you, they have to take it away from you because you can't stop. But you have to have the courage to just try it. To step out of your comfort zone, that shelter that you have built to protect yourself, to not be disturbed. How many of how many of us have done something that we just feel good about just staying like you know what? I'm not going to do anything today. Um, today is my relaxed day. If we're on a diet, we say, today is my cheat day. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let me tell you this. If every day is your cheat day, you're not actually making a diet. You're not actually doing the diet. 
So you say, I create my shelter just because sometimes I need it. But you're spending all your time there. You're not, that's not really your shelter. It's not really. This is becoming your home. God is asking you to step out of there and go do something. For the next slide. God's waiting. God's waiting for us to actually ask. He always speaks to our hearts. That's no doubt. But again, we go to our safe place. We say, ah, yeah, that was a thought, but I'm not, mm, nah, somebody else can do it better than I, so let's just let somebody else do it. You know that somebody else could do it, can, couldn't went and preach and tell what Jonah did with that complaining. I mean, God is God. He can use anybody, right? Why did he choose Jonah even though he was so stubborn? He was refusing. He was denying. And even when he did it, he was waiting for God to destroy She's like, yeah, I know your love, your grace, and you forgive, yeah, but um, I just want to sit here and watch when you just destroy everything. Doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> why he said what he said, and he still did what he did. So we see here two times already he wanted to die. You know, after, after, in the verse 9 said, But God said to Jonah, It is right for you to be angry about the plan. Jonah said, It is, he said. I am so angry. I wish I was dead. Third time. They said third time is the charm, so. <laughs> but no, he, he didn't die. <laughs> um, but the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plan through your thought. You did not tend it. Or make it grow. It spread up overnight and died overnight. He was so angry for something that he didn't really put a lot of effort into it. But he liked it. He enjoyed it. He was happy with it until he died. Are we waiting for God to come to us, speak to our hearts, 
and we don't listen that he's gonna make something negro that we cannot like and then he's gonna teach us a lesson through that are we really waiting for that or we actually want to listen The shelter for, for us is good to have. But we need to know when to move on. I spend quite a bit of time here. Now I need to keep going because we're in a journey and the journey is not short. God is waiting for us to get there. But if you think you're in a good place, if you think you're doing so good that you don't actually need to ask God, I mean, if you think that, well, I wish God can send you a worm so you could learn because we, we won't get it. We have so much knowledge because we want to learn. We want to go study. We, want, we spend so much time focused on that. When it comes to it, we lose our relationship with God because we're focused on that. So like, Go and preach. Let, let me go, and I'm just going to go study. I'm going to have my master's. And when I have my master's, I'm going to have my, the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And when you get to it, <laughs> I mean, you're so old <laughs> that you say, God, I'm tired. You know why? Just ask somebody else. Are we actually doing that? I'm not saying that you shouldn't study. You should. But always have that relationship with God to be able to be amazing, to be great, to be better at what you do. Sometimes I go in and... In these gatherings, and I see pastors, and I see people who are, have degrees, who have this. Like, they ask me those questions, like, how can I have multi-ethnic church? I was like, I, I don't know. What is multi-ethnic for you? You know, diversity, uh, people of color. Uh, like Hispanic like you oh. um, just don't do anything what, what do you mean just don't do it why the church by itself is multi-ethnic already if you're thinking that you need to do church multi-ethnic I don't know what kind of church you are but the church of God is for everybody already, so 
I don't have any problems. I don't have any issues talking to somebody just because of the skin color or because I feel like that I done something wrong to you. I don't know how to approach you. Because I always are in my conference zone that I don't actually have to think about that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just keep where, keep where you're doing, and that's it. I mean, you're asking me because I'm a person of color, I'm a Latino, but let me tell you something. I don't know anything. You should ask God. He knows everything. Sure, I'm a Latino, but it's like, oh, how has the Latino? I don't know. I don't actually have any... 99% of my friends here, people do I know, they're not Latinos. When they go sometimes in our own conference, I'm just going to say it, but we go and ask. <laughs> and they ask, like, oh, you're serving at church? Oh, yeah. And so you're running the Latino ministry? No. You're at Latino church. Uh, no. Oh, so what do you do? Um, I'm a, actually a pastor at my church. My pastor is, uh, they seem, you know, oh, they seem, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no Latino ministry. I don't go to a Latino church, and I don't think I have done that since I, arrived to the States. I wanted to because it's so much easier for me because that's my comfort zone, right? That is my comfort zone. That I want to go there and I want to sing Spanish, like speak what I need to say. I don't have to think about translation and it's not the same. This way it sounds rude. And, and oh, yeah, oh. Okay, that's my comfort zone. Preaching in English is, mm, okay, if I do this, uh, the, yeah, probably uh, I won't preach again. But <laughs> Now, you know what God, through all of this, was telling Jonah? The last verse says, Should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell the right, from, the right hand from the left? See, there is something that I didn't pay attention to until like I was reading, reading like, oh, so they always talk about city being so horrible, so bad. But when I went through, through the last part, just a tiny, just that, they don't explain anything more. They just say this. They don't know their right hand from the left one. 
I know if it's, I'm getting it wrong, but for me, it's like they don't have any clue that they were doing something bad. Even they were so horrible, but nobody actually told them, oh, you, you, you know what, that's, that's not good. That's not what God is stand for. That's not what God is you know, telling you to do. And it just took one person, even with that anger issues and everything that he, he was just doing, just took one person, and he did it not willingly, like he was forced to do it. Imagine how much better would it be if he just went and did it the first time. Soon as he heard, let's go. How much better would that be? Because we never know. And you can just make any excuses that you want, but through all the Bible, we can just go back and forth and we say, you know, we always, people, they're being called, they always deny, they always make excuses. Moses, for him, for example, he didn't want to do it. Oh, God, how can I go in there? And like, I cannot talk. It's like, God, yeah, here, you have a helper. What's your excuse now? Now for the last slide. No, that one. What's God's true shelter? I guarantee you that's not what you're thinking. It's not even remotely close of what you are hoping for. But it's so much better that you won't believe when you get there. If you think, just think something that will, something really comfortable for you. That's not even close what God has for you. But to be able to get there, you have to step out of your comfort zone that you create to be able to go and to find the shelter that God has done for you. And through that process, we're going to go through hardships. We want to give up. But if you are willing to go through that, it's all worth it. Now we don't know exactly what happened to Jonah because that was, you know, this was it, and then I don't know what happened to him. So <laughs> you, you want to know what's going to happen to you? We should listen and learn from what we are reading to be able to move forward. And uh, through this, I will end because we can stay here and go through through the last verse and keep going and keep going. Too many things in the Bible, too many examples, but it's so simple that we just need to just be quiet and listen. It's so simple, but it's really hard for us to do. So I will encourage you to after today, 
Go and ask. If you need to step out of your comfort zone, do it. If you need to stay there to guide somebody, stay there. But just make sure that you ask God. Because he won't fail you no matter what. Let's pray. Father, we ask you that you teach us, you show us the way and those many wonderful things that you have for us. Let us hear your voice speak to our life. Let's just forget about all that we know that we think is right. Just bring it to you, and you will tell us how to use it to make it better. We ask for that in your name.